What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, I'm Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello. What's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing as well as you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a um, subpar but average answer. Mm. That's, that's where I'm trying to live my life right now. Subpar but average. Mm. It's a it's a really good contradiction, but it, like it means something. Idea of something being like under your usual, but not good enough. Yeah, I'm I'm alright with that. We can call that the country music setting. <laughs> See what it is there. Just took a cheap shot for no reason. Yeah, see? Right for the kneecaps. And, like, the thing is, I don't even hate country music. I think I just hate modern country music. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Old country music was good. I mean, it was it was, it was soulful, heartfelt, sad, beautiful, like, mournful music. And then now now it's, it's as produced as a mumble rap, like... yeah. It's like, weird how those two things are supposed to be so different, but are almost exactly the same. Just straight garbage. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just not a good genre. Music? <laughs> well, I mean, like, as I was talking about, like, country. Like, modern oh. country is a genre right now. It's just not great. Oh, I thought you were just saying that all music was not good. Is oh, that's, no, right what? I'm not, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Anything that moves me, I hate. What are these feelings? What are these wiggly air vibrations? I hate them. Whoa. Whoa. What What are you into? Wait, what what am I, an alien? (laughs) Wiggly air vibrations. Don't you look me in the eye with that pseudoscience. What they are. (laughs) Oh, man. It's It's Friday. Describe that. Music and, um, is just wiggly air. Just wiggly air. I mean, it's a way to do it, I guess. We're right here at the uh, end of the week. It's officially the weekend because it's 2 o'clock on Friday. And as mayor of the weekend, I declare it to be so. Yeah. Woo. 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 I feel like I'm doing like a Rick and Morty voice, but I'm really not. I'm just excited. Rick and Morty. Ooh. I need to watch the new season. <laughs> Banana Pants or whatever the guy's name was. Oh. I don't know who you're talking about. The one who, who Morty's mom shot because she didn't have a bad memory of him. But he oh, wasn't, right. He wasn't one of the parasites. Yeah. And then they don't use him again until like that heist episode. Well, like he's he's like he's in like several of like the the cutaway like he's in like the trailer for like season four or something like that. Right, but they never like they don't use him. Yeah, what do you mean he's he's living his home life? He has like a family. <laughs> it's like addicted to painkillers. Like he's he has like a whole like off screen arc. <laughs> Mister Poopy Pants is that his name? Yeah. Oh boy, are they gonna get out of this one? <laughs> yeah, like, he, like he's commenting on like situations that are happening. Like he's also watching the show. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> he was a weird character. I definitely I rewatched that uh the Alien Parasite episode. That was I was dying laughing. Yeah, I mean like, like really like Rick and Morty's first two seasons are really up there. Uh, the third and fourth, I feel like the quality dropped off a little bit, and then this fifth one has been really funny. I haven't finished it yet, though, but everything I've seen from the fifth season has been pretty amazing. <laughs> I think they've done a good job of. I don't have any problems with the third or fourth season, so I don't know. I just I just think they weren't as funny. Um, like. I don't really remember the fourth season. I like I, that's the one I've watched the most recently. I think you and I sat down to rewatch together, and you were like, "I've seen all of these, and I don't remember them." Yeah. So that's probably fair. 
like there's definitely a few good bits, but like nothing that really was like standout. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you gotta watch this one. This you gotta check stuff. this one out for sure. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy Rick and Morty, man. Like I think that they are. That's some good television. Yeah. <clears throat> there it is. Man, I had to like had this call from my throat for a second. It was waiting there. It really was. Plotting. It's the one thing about being a in in doing radio and talking so much, like I don't know, man, my throat gets sensitive now sometimes. Man, it's just because you're a big baby. We do like any event. Like even if you don't talk the entire time, like we'll still come out of the we'll still come out of like an event, you'd be like, "Oh, voice is gone." It's like, "How? You just said like four words." <laughs> you talk to like eight people, and you're like, "Well, that's it, boys. Packing it up. Voice gone." Um, I wish I only talked to eight people when we have events. I am a, uh, I am the face of this bizarre enterprise we are on. Look, I know it was obviously an exaggeration. But I'm just, I'm just laughing because no matter the length of the event, like. We did the we did like Comic Palooza and it's like all right yeah three days later all right yeah that makes sense and then we do like the thing we did up in Dallas and it's like we were there for literally literally there for like eight hours and your voice is gone you're like or like what happened you know what it is like I think I can only be Corey DLG for so long before it takes a toll physically I think that's what it is. Or I've just decided that right now. Yeah, I don't know, Chief. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you got anything going on? Anything you want to talk about on today's episode of Nerd Thug Radio? I mean, not particularly in terms of... I mean, there is that really big Sony uh, trailer event thing that happened. They revealed the Spider-Man game. They revealed... The new God of War. There's a lot of cool video games coming up here. And Wolverine, too. Oh, dude. Wolverine's going to be sick. And they're saying Wolverine and Spider-Man are going to be in a shared video game universe. Like, I mean, that's, not, that's like a really weird crossover, I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. Spider-Man and Wolverine are kind of like an uh, iconic crossover. Um, Probably some of the funnier moments come when the two of them meet up in comic books in the ultimate version Ben just did one where I don't know why but their minds get swapped in their bodies Mm -hmm. and so they eventually meet up and they're trying to figure out how to and Peter Parker is now obviously Wolverine and he's like I just want to I just am so tired of being so hairy all the time (laughs) and then Wolverine is now Peter Parker, and he's like, there are so many teenage girls around me. I, I need out of this body. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, miss being, I miss being a 40-year-old man. Like, it's just really, it was just a really uh, comedic. Comedic is the word. I guess because their personalities are so different, but like. Right. But everybody loves Spider-Man. Everyone has a soft spot for him, even the Wolverine. Yeah, he's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. Yeah, so they released, um, I guess they're calling it Spider-Man 2, because Spider-Man Miles Morales wasn't really a Spider-Man game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, They did release a trailer for that, and Venom is in it. Venom. Um, There's a lot going on. The video games, it's the... Like uh, some sort of event going on where they're releasing all the stuff online right now, all the. It's like a, it's like some sort of Sony press conference thing. They're Stone basically Tom or something. I don't know. Yeah, just to basically Sony flexing because they they did E three, but like they, they like revealed like basically nothing. It's you know what it is is like sometimes it's just timing, right? Like oh, we need two more months to be sure we're going to be in a good spot for it, so we can't do it there. Also, like, yeah, and then, like, pretty much all the all the big publishers kind of don't care about E3 anymore because they all host their individual, like, things now. Because Nintendo was the first one to do it because they were just, like, 
Or we're going to send those money to set up like these E3 press conferences when we can just do in-house ones that people are going to watch anyways. Yeah, I think once everyone figured out that it wasn't... It wasn't, well... It wasn't the event people were going to. It was the, the spectacle that they were enjoying. Right. So as long as they can make it a big spectacle, then it's worth seeing. Yeah, so... But, like, no... But now none of them do their... Like, now E3 sucks because none of the big three are there. Well, that's... So, Wizard World, the conventions... Wizard World used to get Marvel and DC and Image and Valiant to set up booths in Dark Horse. So when you would go to a Wizard World convention, half the convention floor would be the major publishers of comic books. You'd be like, this is amazing! And now none of them set up at any convention with any regularity. Like, like, how far we have fallen, I guess. Like, it's really just sad. (laughs) It's weird to me, yeah, that Marvel doesn't do conventions anymore, or that DC doesn't do conventions. It's weird to me now that the announcements aren't done there. Like, I mean, things have changed, obviously. You know, it's times are changing um but it is just kind of a like it's a bit of a downer to be like yeah in my day you know what i mean like i remember going to a wizard world dallas and it actually wanted to be the the last wizard world in texas because the attendance wasn't great um but going and the major publishers all have booths there and all that and you're just like man what a cool thing to see um like red five comics was there um, they're based out of the Woodlands. They're a much smaller publisher, but they were almost over in Artist Alley because there were so many big publishers there. Yeah, like that's crazy. Like that era, like just doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. It's just you're never going to go to a convention now with all the big publishers there, all creating presence like that. Like, yeah, it's it, it's disappointing for sure. It's <clears> almost <throat> like a separation from the fandom. Uh, I just think now, like, sort of the corporateness of it, like Disney owns Marvel, so they don't want Marvel stealing its own thunder. It needs to be at a Disney event where Marvel makes these sort of announcements if they're going to make big announcements. Like, I don't know. It just feels just like Nintendo leaving E3. It all kind of, like, it makes sense corporately for each individual company, but it doesn't necessarily make sense for the event. Yeah, like... And now it's all different. Immediately placed, immediately plays the sad song. Where has all the time gone? <laughs> um, speaking of time moving on, one of the more interesting trailers for a movie that has kind of been under the radar um, dropped this week: The Matrix. Oh yeah! Did you did you watch the trailer? No, I haven't. It's it's pretty impressive, and it does an interesting thing. In the build-up, they were doing this teaser thing, and you would go to the website, and there was a red pill and a blue pill, and depending on when you clicked, literally whenever you clicked on it, like let's say it was 12.15 in the afternoon, and I clicked on the blue pill. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Doogie Hauser, the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Neil Patrick Brennan. He is a – Neil Patrick Harris. That's his name, Neil Patrick Harris. He plays a therapist in this movie trying to convince Keanu Reeves that the world is real um, and that he's having just weird delusions. Well, all of a sudden, he tells you the exact time you clicked on it. If you click on 1215, Neil Patrick Harris's voice comes over and it says, it's 1215 right now. And if you're thinking about anything else, that's an illusion. And then, like, it shows you some clips of the world of the Matrix. If you click the red pill, this other voice tells you the time and then it shows you clips from, like, people fighting the agents and stuff like that. So like it, it was, it was doing this weird kind of cool dynamic thing and the trailer incorporated a, a bunch of that scenes together. Um, yeah, there's, some, there's a lot going on in this trailer though. No Morpheus. There is a scene where Trinity and Neo cross paths. All right. Um, she should be dead, but I have a theory. Um, I think she's a construct of the Matrix now. I think the Matrix is trying to keep him here. I was going to say probably that. You know, I think the Matrix is trying to keep Neo trapped inside the machine after he defeated the virus and set the Matrix free. Um, 
And I think the other forces are trying to get to him. The other forces. I think the humans are trying. I think the humans suddenly realize, like, man, Neo's still alive somewhere in the Matrix, and they're trying to get to him, and they want. They're looking for that spark of hope to reignite the uh, the revolution against the robots. The robots. But it's a cool looking trailer. Um, definitely just need to check it out. There's clearly a lot going on. Neo is clearly dealing with some identity issues there. The character played by Keanu Reeves is clearly struggling with, um, you know, what's real and what isn't real. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's a neat looking, I, I think they're really going to do it. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Um, I just think it's wild that, like, <laughs> Keanu Reeves has made such a big, like, comeback into the big screen and like now all of his movies are these huge events yeah you're definitely right and this one fell really under the radar right like there's I, there, there was well, never big like, news about the matrix the whole time it was happening right like it was almost like a like myth like yeah like i i would keep like, forgetting it was happening and then they would they'd be like uh shooting his wraps on the set of the new matrix movie and you're like Oh yeah, they are making a Matrix movie. Like, what's going on with this? Right, like, and it's so funny because the Matrix, I think, is like such a culturally like important. <laughs> it really like, is, and so it's weird how under the radar this one has been. Like yeah. when they were filming this, the second and third movie, the magazines were all over it. They were making like documentaries about making the second and third movie. Like, it was going to be one of the most important things in film. And now we move move over, and the fourth one happens completely under the radar. Right, and then everyone's like, "Whoa, it's the Matrix, dog!" It's like, where was this hype when it, like was been happening for the past like three years? Right, but it does look like the trailer did look really good. Also, interesting enough, it's only one of the Wachowskis, not the other one. The other one is not a part of this. Hmm, interesting. I saw a headline, I didn't click on it, I didn't, it looked clickbaity, but it was like, why the other, like, so, I don't remember who, I don't mean this in a negative way, they were both men, they both transitioned to women, um, I don't remember which Wachowski is which lady now. You don't know their names? I don't, I, I know one of them is Lana Wachowski, but I don't know which of the Wachowski brothers that is. It's fair. Um... And so, I think it's Lana Wachowski who is directing and co-wrote this script. But then, like, there was a clickbaity headline that was like, why the other Wachowski isn't involved? But I was like, eh, I mean... I'm sure there's there's a lot of reasons. Probably just tired of making movies, like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna retire on my regular three Matrix checks. I don't need this right now. Well, the Wachowskis did, like, six or seven massive films. Like, I doubt they need to go to work if they don't want to. That's true. And so when somebody was like, hey, we should remake the Matrix, I'm sure one of them went, yeah, I'd be interested in that. And one of them went, yeah, I don't want anything to do with it. You, you can you can go ahead. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Listen, if we're done with Nerd Thug Radio ten years from now, and somebody's like, you guys should do another Nerd Thug Radio. You're more than welcome to. I have. I probably will have zero interest unless I'm behind on my house payments. That's fair. It's like Fallout Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they basically didn't keep it together because one of them needed the money, wasn't it? Yeah, lead singer was like, "Hey, yo, dog, I need a I, my mortgage payments coming up, and I ain't got no cash. Do you guys need to? I just want to get together and do another album." And they're like, "Yeah, we can do that." What? How does that happen? He was the one who like. He was the one who did other stuff after they split up. Like, Pete Wentz was the famous one, but the lead singer was, like, he was in other projects. How did he run out of money? Uh, Probably just poor money management skills. That blows my mind. Like, people blow a lot of money. That is accurate. Like The fact that, like, if you come to me and be like, hey, this pop star from the early 2000s is suddenly out of money. It's like, no, I believe that. Yeah, no, that's fair. And you, and I forgot how long it was for them. Yeah, like they, they were, they, were, they hadn't made anything in like twelve years or something like that. But he was the one who stayed working. So, like, if I was, if you, if it was some sort of weird 
like a Jeopardy trivia question or something where it was like, which member of Fall Out Boy is broke? I would have said Pete Wentz way before I said the lead singer. That's fair. Because like Pete Wentz was the one that stayed in the public eye, but wasn't doing anything. So like, I don't know. Yeah, it just surprises me. Although, you know, uh, the wrestler Alexa Bliss, who I am in love with, uh, she's engaged to former 90s uh, pop star Ryan Cabrera. Like, I don't even know who that is. Um, if you gave me a minute, I could probably think of two or three of his songs. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, he was just, he was just a pop. He was... He was out of like the stable, like the Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera group of singers. It's kind of weird. Like, I didn't need to be in right now, I guess. Yeah. He definitely was like one of the acoustic y, you know, poppy, everything was a love song type thing. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get the appeal. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, like a first Jason Morass. Jason Mirage. He's the one. He's the one who does the Mister A to Z, the the stuff where things kind of rhyme, like rap in the song a little bit. Yeah. And Ryan Cabrera was like early version of that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I like. It's weird to me that he's around pop culturally, and then now all of a sudden he's engaged to like one of the smoking hot female wrestlers in the world. You're like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. Like, no, yeah, I get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, he's got to be older than me. I mean, probably. Because he was a pop star when I was in, like, high school, early college. That's true. He's definitely older than you. He's got to at least be, or at the very least, my age. Like, if he was, like, early successful or whatever. Yeah, he's probably, like, 40. He's got to be 40, 42, something like that. So it's just, it's just, it's all right. It's weird, but it also gives me hope. It means if I, if I can put together some scratch, I too can marry a uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah. Once they get divorced. Yeah. Or don't go through with the marriage. Whatever makes them, uh, whatever makes her unhappy, the shortest amount of time, so that she's ready for me. Look, if there's anyone who's gonna cheat on someone, it's gotta be a '90s, like early 2000s pop star. Uh, I would say it would be the wrestler because she'd be on the road a lot. Uh, that's fair. I just have a lot less respect for people in music, I guess. I mean, listen, the 90s pop star probably swam through it already. Like, he's probably already kind of done. That's a fair point. He's probably he's probably already up there on the scoreboard somewhere. And he's like, hey, if I, if I, if I finish on a good note, I'm all right. Um, I think but, it's time to get married. You're like 45. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now find me a 28-year-old professional wrestler. <laughs> you son of a gun, you. Um, but like she'll be, you know, um, if WWE maintains its travel schedule like it used to, she'll be on the road 200 days a year. Like that's insane to me. I would love to do that for like two years and then never again. Yeah, maybe that's once there's Braun Strowman left. Um, he's about to finally make his appearance somewhere. But, um, man, a lot of big wrestlers. Uh, CM Punk made his return. Oh, that's weird. Isn't he the one that went to like MMA and then got smoked out? Uh, it turns. Listen to this. This is funny. So he lost both of his professional fights. Yeah. He actually won his second one technically because the fighter failed a post fight drug test. Got him. So he actually technically won that match. Oh, okay. So he's one and one professional. So he was one and one. But there wasn't a lot of interest in scheduling a third match because he was 0 and 2. Not really. Like, that's that's where you got to feel bad, right? That's when the feel bad you get to the fight. You get the you get your teeth knocked out, and then it turns out the guy was on drugs the whole time, and you're like, "Great, now I just got my teeth knocked out. It didn't even count." Yeah, well, I don't know because then it turns into a W, and they give you the check. So, I mean, no, like I'm not saying that like the money doesn't pass through. I'm saying that like you still got into the ring and got your teeth knocked in 
Well, I've always said, though, like, I have zero interest in doing any kind of professional fighting or wrestling at this point in my life. Like, if every day I went to work, someone kicked me in the face or hit me in the face, I don't want to do it. That's not the job for me. Like, I'm over it. You guys can have it. I don't even want it. Yeah. Seriously, first day of training, I show up and someone's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and just do some brief sparring. I get a jab to the nose. I'm walking out. All right. Okay. You guys have a good one. Turns out I'm not doing this. Not even a little bit. Um, Bert uh, Kreischer is a stand-up comedian, and he's a funny guy. But he's done a lot of stuff, MMA and all kinds of stuff. He used to have a show called Hurt Bert on, like, the Travel Channel or something. Mm-hmm. And he does a bit about it where the episode where they had him wrestle a bear. Oh, God. Um, he, you know, he does a whole bit about it that's really funny. But the reality is, yeah, like, sometimes, you know, you're – putting together these productions and these shows and everybody's working and you know someone's like okay we're just on this episode you're gonna wrestle a bear and he, he, <laughs> he said that he asked him he said what uh, whose job is this like who because he was supposed to be going around doing like rough jobs and stuff like that like oil rigs and then one of them was mma fighter and stuff like that uh rodeo clown things things of that nature yeah and so they called him up, and they're like, all right, we're going to be in such and such on uh, next week, and we're going to go wrestle a bear. And he's like, whose job is that? And they're like, well, it's going to be yours on Thursday, so get ready. <laughs> you don't know about the <laughs> – I, I was going to say, like, Yiddish bear wrestlers, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there is a there is that group of uh, Russians that, that raise themselves around bears and wrestle them. Yeah, and they're – Crazy people. They are crazy bears. People. Bears are weird animals. I heard them described once as weird dog people, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty accurate. I can get with that. Also, like everything I know about bears, they they seem to have like a really weirdly, yeah, a lot like dogs, like a weird strong family unit kind of structure, like. You can raise, a, you can hand raise a bear, and it'll love you forever, but it will kill you when it rolls over one time. Yeah, because it's eight hundred pounds. Yeah, because it can open a, it can open a, can open a Kia minivan <laughs> with a single paw press <laughs> and can maul you to death. <laughs> but it would, but it wouldn't do it meanfully. It would think it's playing because you're his friend. Right. Yeah. And in bear culture, that's just how they say hello. Right. Although he will not feel remorse. Right. He's a bear, not a person. I mean, a dog's going to move on pretty quick, too. That's not true. Dogs cry. Yeah, and then they move on. They're like ex-girlfriends. They just find another place. I've seen rescue. That's true. Most of the time, those dogs are abused. <laughs> they're real sad when the owner leaves, and then when the new owner shows up, they're real happy again. Yeah, because someone loves them again. Yeah, just like an ex-girlfriend. It's like the the saddest thing ever is like, like you know, like you ever heard the story of like, if you were say you were to die and you didn't feed your dog, like how long it would take them to start eating you? Oh yeah, it's like weeks. Like a cat, it's three hours, but a dog, it's like weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog has to be painfully hungry before he's like, I guess I'll eat my master. This is my only. This is my only option. I'll starve if I don't. The cat can have a full bowl, a full belly, and still be like, what does it taste like? I wonder. This is why (laughs) cats wank. Dogs, superior pet. Man, I thought you were about to rhyme dogs also, and I was going to be really impressed. Dogs, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's the same letters. It's fine. Um. So one cool thing that was last night was the uh, was the start of the NFL season. Oh man, we didn't we didn't get to talk sports yesterday because uh, we didn't do a show. That's just how that goes. We're productive. Um, but on the exciting front, last night was the Thursday night football season opener, and it was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. The Chive is trying to get into sports betting, it looks like, or they're running ads for it at least. And I saw an ad they ran where DraftKings was doing a contest where it was if the Cal if the Buccaneers don't win by seventy four points, everybody wins. So it was like a 
like a free money pool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how little everyone respects the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, no joke. Because the uh, the five hundred franchise, people from Dallas will try and convince you is a good franchise. So, who do you think won the game last night? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Okay, you would be correct. Although it was a lot closer than you would have thought. Oh no, I didn't expect them to. I didn't expect them to like win the game by like 900 points. Oh, I really thought they were gonna win probably like 14, like two touchdowns. No, like usually Dallas is like will do something impressive, and you're like, oh, maybe they can win, and then they'll lose because that's like the story of their entire life. Accurate. They did go up two points with like a minute. Yeah, and you're like, oh, wait here, wait a second, wait a second. And it's like, no, they lost. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, that it, seems that seems that seems on brand. They were up. Uh, no, I think okay. They were down two, and they kicked the game when they they kicked the go ahead field goal with like a minute, minute ten, minute fifteen, something like that left in the game. Yeah, but the and problem they just was walking up the field, and then <laughs> yeah, actually, that's exactly what happened. Tampa just Tampa ran a series of plays, and then they get down there with like forty seconds left, thirty five seconds left, somewhere right around there. They're at the like 28, 25, 30, somewhere right around there. And they just let Tom Brady just throw it out of bounds three plays in a row so they don't mess – so they just take up time but not mess up anything. Mm -hmm. It was – so, again, it's really smart. Um, But, yeah, the Cowboys actually screwed a lot of stuff up right there at the end. Uh, They called a – they were in a third and 19 – to kick the go-ahead? or oh, legend. No, they were at third and 19, and they run a dump-off pass. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm messing this up. Like, it was third and 10, and they run a little dump-off screen pass thing to the outside of a running back, and he goes out of bounds. But there was holding, so... This is, if I was Tampa Bay, I would I would have declined the holding and just made him kick the the field goal and kept more time on the clock. But instead, they had him redo it, and the Cowboys got to take more time off the clock because they threw it to someone in the middle of the field, and then they still kicked the field goal, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I'll say this. I didn't love Dak Prescott. I thought he looked really inconsistent. Um, oh, Look at the stats. He's so good. He did finish the game probably with a lot of yardage, but most of his passes were 10 yards and under. Um, just a lot of dinking and doinking. And look at the stats. He's so broke. <laughs> some of, and two of his longer passes were wildly just off. That's... One of them should have been an interception in the, uh, in the end zone. Oh, that would have been brutal. So, yeah, I, uh, it, it, if you're the Cowboys, you're walking off the field pretty upset. Although, they said this multiple times on the TV. Um, well, don't forget the Cowboys are playing in a really bad division, and this is their only playoff team they play until they play Kansas City like week 10. <laughs> it's like, they're like, Man, they did pretty good for playing against the one of the better teams in the league. Good thing the rest of their season is garbage. Basically, they're basically like they're not going to play anybody any good, so they might be eight and eight again. <laughs> <laughs> so the odds of us coming out of this game five hundred for the season are pretty good, <laughs> right? So they started off zero and one. They'll be in the. Week two of the NFL is so funny because half the league is 1-0 and and half the league is 0-1. And, and it doesn't really mean anything, but there's this, this weird delineation where it's like half the league are losers. <laughs> yeah, Don't even though like bracket. it doesn't matter. It's not really a loser's bracket because there's 16 more games. Yeah, I think there's – so there will be 18 games this year. So you could probably lose – between four and six, depending on how you're positioned, and still be a 
good shot at the playoffs. Like Miami last year went 10 and 6 and didn't make the playoffs. That won't typically happen. Usually. Usually. The Ravens, though, have already lost two running backs for the year. That's always a good start. One blew out his knee and one blew out his Achilles. Ugh, those are both awful injuries. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, um, and Ezekiel Elliott looks really bad for the Cowboys, too. Don't worry, we're paying him lots of money to be bad. Dak Prescott already took a pay cut on that four year, $160 million contract. Look, because he somehow, he somehow, like, used his, like, influence to convince people that not only is he good, the fact that, like, he's expensive good. Yeah, you're not wrong. He did convince a lot of people he's worth a lot of money. And even now, they still talk about that on the, like, on sports radio. I heard the other day some people talking, and somebody was like, I don't have any idea if he's $160 million good. And things that I've been saying... For years, yeah, I don't think either. I don't think either you or I would have ever paid him that kind of money. I think we would have moved on. Yeah, it would have been like I think he pretty much solidified his position of that he wasn't he wasn't good enough. The one year they just didn't give him an offer. Yeah, yeah, they definitely let him play out his whole rookie deal, and then did two years in a row of the franchise tag, where they had <laughs> no intention of like they were like, let's see more football before we decide. Right. So like when like like was it like two years ago when they were like or he was like he's like he's like I'm a hundred million dollar guy and they were like no yeah two years ago he was saying that he was a two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback right two years ago he would he what he wanted was he's like he was wanted like a ten year contract some ridiculous no 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 what he wanted was he wanted five years. Oh no, it was five. It was five years, but it was two hundred and fifty million dollars with that fifth year being like a sixty million dollar cap hit. And the Cowboys were like, No. <laughs> How good do you think you are? Right. Like they wanted to give him four years and like around this one sixty, one eighty number that they wound up at. And he was like, No, nah, I'm good. But franchising him two years in a row put like you know, $40, $50 million in his pocket and cost them a lot of money. So then by this point, they're like, well, four years, another 160, like. Might as well pay him. Yeah, because like on this, now on this fourth year, it'll be, you know, 50 some odd million dollars. So he's pretty close to what he wanted originally. But now he's got a lot of money in his pocket. Yeah, so I mean, like it worked out for Dak for sure, but like. Definitely. Like, he's fine. And to be clear, if the Cowboys hadn't paid him and cut him, a different team would have signed him. That always happens. Yeah. Look, Another there's... team would have given him the five years, $250 million. So someone <laughs> would have done it. Someone, someone would have, because the NFL is like this weird backwards, like, oh, were you involved even though you were bad? Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, hey, we're going to get out on this note, but Josh Rosen – who is the guy who's been traded now like four times? He was the number one, number one or number two overall pick, and he keeps getting traded. He was the Arizona. No, no, he was eleventh pick in Arizona. The next year they took two Yasas Saboso and they traded him away. <laughs> then Miami took the other Samoan quarterback the next year. No, Miami took two Yasas Saboso and traded Rosen again. So Rosen's been he's now on his like fourth or fifth franchise in his four year rookie deal. Absolute legend. So like teams keep giving him tryouts, keep taking him on. People are paying his salary for no real reason. That's the kind of that's the kind of legacy I'm trying to have. <laughs> I'm trying because like Dak is like someone who's like a big like quote unquote a big deal in the NFL. Like he's one of the ones that everyone knows the name of. Like Rosen is like cruising like fifth string quarterback yeah, he'll on eight teams. Over the four or five years, he'll make thirty million. Right. And, and never He's really retire. Never never have actually played football in his entire life. Not of any real meaning. He's all gonna right, have to he's gonna have a collection of jerseys. We're gonna jump on to a break. Teams. When we come back, 
we'll, we'll, we'll make a list of like quarterbacks you think those should have been. The adventure begins, comics, games, and more is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the adventure begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. We want to thank you guys for coming back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're wrapping up right here. Another great episode. Before we get too far into it, Nico, tell everybody about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open at full operating hours. They got events all week, all month, all the time. So, today, Friday, at 6pm is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Saturday at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup. At 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop. And at 6 p.m. is, uh, still on Saturday, is even more Magic Time. That is the Commander meetup. All right there, the adventure begins. A fantastic store. Wonderful staff. All your nerd needs right there at the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more off of 1488. Woo! Woo! Go hang out with those guys. They're great. Um, also, if you're hanging out and uh, you're a big fan of me, my Kickstarter launches today. It is right there on kickstarter.com. It's called Another Day at the Office. You can check it out. Click on it. Make donations. It's live as of noon today, so we're rocking and rolling. I'm excited, man. There you uh, go. Yeah. But yeah, so there's been a couple quarterbacks here recently that you you really can't complain if you are them so the guy that i hate and i really i really do i don't have problems i hate i don't know him i hate his career is how i should say it um u of h cougar alum case keenum case keenum everyone's favorite kid so case keenum uh he was i think think i've unironically been to one of his games when he was still at u of h yeah i mean he was listen in college he was great like i don't want to he had a great college career. What happened next is what's stupid. So, I believe he went completely undrafted. Or we might have drafted him late in the draft. I don't remember. But he wasn't even good enough to make our active roster. He clears waivers, which means every team in the league says, now nah, we're good. He goes to our practice squad. So, he's a practice squad quarterback for two years. We have so many injuries in the middle of that third season that he's on the team that we have to activate him. He starts, which never should happen. Your practice team court, if there's a guy who's a practice team quarterback on your roster at the start of a season, if he starts a game for you, you're in trouble. Yeah. You've gone through like four or five people at that point. Right. Chase Keenum started like three or four games that year. Um, people fell in love with him. I think we won one of those games he was in. No, 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 no. We didn't, actually. Um, yeah, we lost everything. We lost every game he was in. But I think in one of the games, he had like 300 yards, and Andre Johnson caught like four touchdowns, and people were like, Case Keenum is the man. And I was like, still lost. <laughs> still lost, everybody. So the following year, he's like our third string. He winds up getting like eight starts. And over two years, he's 0 for 11. (laughs) People still love him. Don't know why. So, coming into the following year, he's cut off the team. And I think he goes to Minnesota as the third string. They go through so many injuries and stuff that he actually starts for like five games. And I think in that period of time, he goes 4-1 or something. 
he then gets hurt. The other guy is playing in his place, and he's not very good. And when Case Keenum heals up, they go back to Keenum, and he plays good. I'm saying this. He plays good for like two, three games. They then go to the playoffs, and in the home opener for Minnesota in the playoffs, he plays like Case Keenum. I think he fumbles three times. He throws a pick. They lose. Um, that year, the Case Keenum magic didn't work. It didn't work. Coming into that offseason, all three quarterbacks on Minnesota's roster had had flashes of good and bad. Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Minnesota let all three of them go. I think they wind up bringing back Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater goes to New Orleans. Case Keenum, I think, gets like ten million or twelve million to go be the starter in Denver. Oh yeah, I remember this. And I think he plays six or seven games. He does such a great job that they wind up going back to Brock Osweiler, who then yeah. finishes the season just as badly as Case. I remember Keenum. how weird it was that Denver picked up both of our awful quarterbacks. Right, especially considering we took Brock Osweiler from them. And when we took him, everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, learned, he, he spent a season under Peyton Manning, so he must be ready to, like, lead a franchise. And we gave him, like, $40 million. Yeah, we, and then just – We had to pay was, the Browns a draft pick to get him off of our team. Like, it like was he was bad. so garbage. It was real bad. And uh, then they both sucked in Denver. So, woo, got him. That's who I always think about, though, when people talk about like who's a quarterback to be. Case Keenum never once had to be in. He was good like six times his whole career. Yeah, but it, like the other guy we were talking about didn't even get to go to the field. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Um, I think he. I think he started maybe eight or nine games in Arizona. Uh, but then they fire the head coach, and the new head coach is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get my own quarterback." Yeah, he's like, he's like, that's not the guy. This is the guy. And then you're like, "Well, and I guess takes, I'm no longer the guy." <laughs> yeah, he takes Kyler Murray, and he trades Josh Rosen to Miami. Miami drafts two Yasin Saposo the following draft. They now don't need Josh Rosen either. Like, poor, poor, poor Rosen. And it's gonna turn out that he's like really good or something. Yeah, not likely. <laughs> It's not likely. Now listen, these coaches might all be wrong, but Miami looks like they know what they're doing. That's fair. And the Texans are planning to keep Deshaun Watson on the roster all season. So <sighs> in the NFL, the 53-man roster becomes how you, like, that's who you dress 48 or 45 of them or whatever. The 53-man roster, those spots become crucial. And we're going to waste one all season keeping a quarterback we're never going to dress. Yeah, we're we're a very intelligent organization. We're something. We've never we've never once made bad PR moves and or <laughs> uh, bad decisions or made bad draft calls. My thing is at this point, I'm amazed that the league hasn't just shut it down. <laughs> I I like to imagine it's because people like. Is no one I, like I feel like no one respects Houston sports anymore, <laughs> or ever for that matter. And they're just like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna keep him on the roster? Okay, we're not gonna put him on the list. So yeah, you guys can put him on the roster for sure. Yeah, no problem. I think you guys, what happened. You guys go right ahead. Like I just think they like there's no oversight because they're like, oh, it's Houston doing it. I don't care anymore. Uh, I have nothing to back this up. This is just purely speculation. But I think the league came to the Texans and said, "Hey." We're probably going to put him on the list. And the Texans are like, oh, we're thinking about trading him. Don't put him on the list. And the league probably said, are you sure? And we probably said, definitely. Now we can't trade him. Yeah. And now suddenly the league's like, we're not putting him on the list. You said don't. Look, I'm not saying it might not be our fault. I'm just trying to to cover for us as much as possible. 
I genuinely believe we. Yeah. We pooped the bed on this one. No, yeah, because we're we're so smart that we're like, no, don't worry. If we if we put him on the list, then we can't trade him. Right. If he's not on the list. We can trade him, thinking that someone would be stupid enough <laughs> to trade for this hundred million dollar quarterback they can't use. Well, allegedly, I will say this: allegedly, there have been offers. What's getting stuck is. How do you structure a deal with a guy who might not play for two years? That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's he's it's such super a toxic. He's such a toxic asset. It doesn't matter how good he is because he might not play for the next four years, if ever. Right. But there have been teams who have at least called him and like, we would trade for him. Well, what do you want to do about it? And then we can't come to terms. So, right. Because we we want the value for our player, but that player right. might not be a player anymore. Right, yeah, we're asking for way more than those teams can risk, is really what it comes down to. Which, again, comes down to us being stupid. Yep. It's a good feeling. Good feeling. Uh, how are we doing on time? We don't have any. Alright, good. Then on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, and everyone having a wonderful weekend. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. We'll be back on Monday, or if you want to hang out this weekend, make sure to tune into Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio on 660 AM in Dallas. All right, we'll talk to you later, man. Bye. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.